Hello, everyone. Welcome in to the 400th episode of Kentucky Daily. I'm Derek Terry, joined on the road by Sean Smith. Sean, hard to believe uh, that we've made it to episode number 400. 400 episodes. That is, that's crazy. Not even in two years. Started in August of 2020. Here it is, April 22, and a lot more episodes to come. Absolutely. Sean is on his way now to uh, the Adidas circuit, right? To, to check out some uh, AAU basketball, um, some good players down there. Sean, do you want to go ahead and preview that here before we jump into some football talk? Yeah. So uh, I, I know Nike's in Indianapolis this weekend. I decided to go to Adidas. It's only a three hour drive from my front door to Spartanburg, South Carolina. So Reed Shepard's in action today a couple of times. You got uh, Elijah Fisher. You got a lot of guys that Kentucky's offered and interested in. Some others, Caden Cooper, a guy that's kind of under the radar that Kentucky's made contact with. Uh, Bayfall, uh, one of the top ten players, and very talented pieces for 23, 24, and 25. I know John Calipari was down here last night along with Orlando Antigua. I know our Antigua will be here today. Uh, so uh, Kentucky's still there as well. Yeah, and uh, – Definitely hitting the ground running. I know Reed plays today around 1.30, and then there's some other guys. I know Kentucky's looking at Ian Jackson. Uh, I know setting up a possible visit sometime later this summer. So Kentucky's 2023 class, it seems like we'll really hit the ground running with where they're going here the next few weeks and then getting uh, a head start on 24 and then looking probably at some 25 guys as well. So I know some of you have been asking about for us to kind of break down 23. So my plan is to cover this weekend and then get some notes also from the UIBL where we know Kentucky staff is at with Chin Coleman, Jay Lucas with DJ Wagner, Bradshaw, those other guys that they have offered. And I will do like a recap of 23 and then get some notes and probably Derek run some actual interviews with some of these guys from this weekend. Yeah, that'd be great. And I know coach Cal uh, yesterday had a uh, hopped on a, uh, radio show with uh, Dennis old Mike Pratt. Um, I still haven't had a chance to go listen to that entirely. We'll probably touch on some of those things uh, coming up this week, just because it was such a newsworthy um, round. But today we wanted to talk about football, Sean. Uh, Kentucky got a big commitment yesterday from the transfer portal. Ole Miss defensive back, Kedron Smith. Uh, had been rumored to be a Kentucky lean for a long time, but he made it official yesterday. He signed out a press release. So uh, a pretty big addition there, Sean. We're talking about a, a guy that once once they left spring practice, it kind of felt like they might be rolling with what they had at offensive tackle. But in the secondary, I think they definitely needed somebody else. Had to have it, right? And it had to be a guy that could step in and play right away. You're, you're talking about someone who's been in the SEC – been in college football, been in a winning program, made game-winning plays, and Ole Miss has been very kind to Kentucky's defense in, in recent years, right? You already got Jacquez Jones. He's reuniting with him there. I, I think it's a very talented piece, something Kentucky had to do, and it's very encouraging to see them get it done. Yeah, I think the big thing with Smith, uh, what they really needed is the versatility. I think even more so before, yeah. uh, since the injury to Vito Tisdale. Because what you get in a guy like Smith, this is a guy who's played a lot of college football. Um, 47 career games, right, if I'm not mistaken? Yeah, 22 starts. 22 starts. This is a guy who uh, has intercepted the the legend Joe Burrow uh, back in 2019. <laughs> that historic year Joe Burrow had. And, of course, uh, 
future to be Super Bowl winning quarterback Joe Burrow. It's going to happen one day. Um, but this is a guy who's who's played in the SEC. When you look at transfers and Kentucky, I think has done a very good job. Almost every transfer that this team has brought in, it's it's from guys who have played at a high level. Now, now a guy like Dorian Henry Young, highly rated prospect out of high school who doesn't have very much college production. But he's got a good high school pedigree, played in a good, a great program, really, at Ohio State. So you feel pretty good about it. But guys like Tayshawn Manning, last year, uh, Jaquez Jones, Wandale Robinson, the majority of the guys, not all, but the majority are guys that the coaches have been able to evaluate their tape against high-level competition. And they've had their guys here and there, Will Levis, who played some, but you kind of had to project a little bit. But Smith is another guy that, you have no worries about how his skill set might translate to to this level just because he's been playing in the SEC for a number of years. But uh, it'll be interesting to me whenever I look at the – I guess does he stick at corner? Does he play a little safety? I mean, he's going to be a guy who's plug and play no matter where he goes. Yeah. But with that in mind, do you think Kentucky might look to add one more defensive back, maybe primarily a cornerback? I think so, just given that that area was such a struggle last year. You know, the secondary, had it been up to par, Kentucky probably has a win against Tennessee and at home. I mean, we know that the, the passing, Tennessee's passing attack just absolutely just tore Kentucky apart. So I think you want to go into this season knowing what you got. You want to have, obviously, better, better options and more options. I do like his versatility. I like that he can play corner. I like that he can play safety. And as you mentioned, a, a plug-and-play guy there. So I, an experienced guy that uh, that super senior year that, you know, can kind of – he's going to buy into whatever the staff wants him to do and what he what he wants to play. But I liked his energy on tape too. Like he uh, – yeah. I saw some really big-time hits. I saw some, uh, some big-time plays. And uh, I think he'll fit in well with Kentucky's defense. And it's just another experienced piece, a guy that's recorded over 200 – I think 223 career tackles. I think he was fourth on the team in tackles last year at Ole Miss. So, and then to me, Derek, it's it's coming from a program that has had success the last few years under Lane Kiffin. You're you're getting a winner and on that side of the ball. No question. As a team last year, won what ten games? I think last season. So, yep. played in the uh, Texas. They played in Texas or Sugar Bowl. They played in the Sugar Bowl. They were and one of the teams that Kentucky and, was. Uh, yeah, and him and Jock Wes will be going back to Ole Miss. You yep, know, when the schedule fall. comes out, that's an interesting you know, storyline heading into that week. But this is where the portal helps, right? You go through the spring. No question. Uh, you, you have your guys there on your roster in the spring. You're working them out. And then you kind of get to see, okay, what do we need? Like maybe did we look like did we look at this and assume this was going to be a weak spot on the roster? But yet we then we feel good about it coming out of spring. And I'm not saying Kentucky doesn't feel good about pieces that they have. But when you have an injury to a guy like Vito Tisdale, and then you have the ability to go add to that from the portal. That's where the portal really helps, not only Kentucky, but honestly, all these teams in college football. You think about the transfer portal over the last two years since the free eligibility, one-year eligibility came into effect. Offensively, as of now, I would probably project, what, four starters from the portal. Uh, Levis, of course, from last season from Penn State. I would still expect Javon Baker to eventually work his way. And, and by the time that that first game against Miami, Ohio gets here, to be the starting uh, X wide receiver. Tavion Robinson, that's a lock that he's going to be a starter. And I think it's a lock that Tayshawn Manning from Auburn 
on the offensive line uh, right there at guard will be a starter as well. And then defensively, you're going to have several super seniors. Uh, DeAndre Square, of course, came back. He's played his whole career at Kentucky. This will just be his fifth year, though, um, taking a, since he didn't redshirt, taking advantage of this extra COVID year. But then you got Jaquez Jones and Kedron Smith, two guys who are going to be in their sixth season at Kentucky. Uh, I don't think I'm forgetting anyone else who projects as a starter. Of course, we mentioned Dorian Henry-Young. He'll be probably backing up Trayvon Ripka. Uh, they're on the defensive line. So they've, they've done a pretty good job uh, dipping in, getting guys that can come in and help immediately and have pretty big impacts. I mean, you can make an argument last year, especially in that first half of the season, that Jacquez Jones is one of their most important defensive players. I mean, he was yeah. great that first half well, of the year. And the portals helped. The extra COVID year has helped this program because mm-hmm. it's given them, you know, multiple experienced guys. I mean, you're talking Jordan Wright and, all these guys that they've had the last few years that I think has really helped this program kind of bridge the gap from experience to youth and then kind of allow these recruiting classes that they've been doing the last few years where you're getting more talented guys on both sides of the ball. You're not having to lean and rely on those guys as early because of this bridge of the portal and the additional COVID year. I think that has helped tremendously. What'll be interesting, uh, I was talking earlier, I mean, they had seven transfers played last season. I'm going to read these names off for you guys real quick. Justice Dingle, Wondell Robinson, Luke Fulton, Trayvon Morgan, Dare Rosenthal, Jaquez Jones, Will Levis. A good haul, for sure, because he had four starters out of that group. He had Levis play, obviously, the most important position on the field at QB. Jones, I think he'll probably be remembered. Who knows what could happen for him this year, but I'll, I'll probably always remember Jaquez Jones as a guy who had the pass breakup in the end zone to beat Florida at home for the first time in forever. And then Dare Rosenthal was a uh, – you can make an argument he was as important as anybody to, to be able to put him at left tackle last year to kind of fortify that offensive line. And then Robinson, of course, had one of the best seasons in school history. Those other three guys, Dingle, he's, he's moved positions. He'll, he'll be the fullback this year, so he'll probably actually end up making more of an impact on the offensive side of the ball uh, than he ever would have on defense, although that was not the plan when he got here. Fulton, probably going to be a depth piece throughout his career, and then Morgan has already left. I want to compare that to this upcoming um, transfer hall for 2022, and the point I think I would make they have six guys now. Only one of those guys would be considered a walk-on who's Deuce Hogan. It's really an interesting situation because this was a guy who was a scholarship quarterback out of high school, ranked as high as a four-star uh, on rivals coming out of high school. So that's not your typical walk-on. Um, and you're talking about a guy who could potentially, and we'll see what happens, but could potentially be competing for the backup spot. But I think when you look at the other uh, five transfers, I think this this transfer class for Kentucky was much more focused, and I, I think every single one of these other guys is going to help. I mentioned Baker and Robinson. Actually, I mentioned all the guys already, but you probably your top two starting wide receivers are going to be from the transfer portal. You got an offensive guard and Tayshawn Manning, and then uh, Smith is going to be a starter, and then Darren Henry Young as the as at worst probably the second string guy. So I think this has been a really good transfer hall for Kentucky. They could still go out, add one more guy. I mean, they got room to add more guys if they need to. But I think probably one more corner, if they find the right fit, will probably be there. But uh, overall, I think this this transfer class, if you end up with six guys, I think all six of these guys, more likely five. I mean, Hogan, we'll see. But more likely five of these guys are going to be people that we see making plays immediately this fall, I would guess. And, and when you look at what they've done in the portal the last few years, 
you to me I, I pay attention to where these players come from and yeah. all these guys Derek are coming from really good programs I mean you've had Dare from LSU you've had Levis from Penn State you've got Robinson Virginia Tech I mean you Baker you know from Alabama there's so many good programs that you know Kentucky's getting talent from via the portal that you add that to what you're doing and keeping and retaining from your high school classes like this is it's it's helping you stockpile talent for a program that just mm-hmm. continues to do it continues to climb the chart with uh with the amount of four stars and former fours and fives and stuff on their roster i definitely think it's a big deal you ready showtime on may 3rd summer starts with the fall guy what are you doing later let's drink a spicy margarita make some bad decisions yes Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Yeah, and last thing I want to add here on uh, the incoming transfers, I'm, I'm pretty skeptical. Uh, I have a lot of respect for 24-7. I, I really enjoyed my time there. I, have, I think a lot of their uh, staff. What I don't – what I'm not so sure on yet, and it's still so new, I, I don't really know their criteria for ranking these transfers. I think I mentioned in another episode, Javon Baker being a four-star with – a four-star by the transfer ratings, having basically no production at all at college versus Tavion Robinson being a three-star and having a lot of college production. Uh, With with, with that in mind, uh, Kedron Smith is a four-star in the transfer ratings. So this is a guy that, you know, he was, I think, the fourth best uncommitted transfer guy left. So, I mean, this is a – it's a big get for Kentucky uh, to be able to get him. But on the flip side, Sean, there have been some guys leave, as expected, uh, here in the past few uh, weeks. Uh, I don't have them all written down here in front of me. I'm going off my top of my head. But Cleveland Thomas yesterday was a guy. That, I like Cleveland Thomas a lot. Uh, back in 2017, I can remember talking to him preseason. I mean, you got to remember, he was the first receiver from that class, Adlin Bowden, in it to play in a game. Had his first career catch down there at Southern Miss. Had some injuries here later in his career. And I think just the way that that room has flipped, um, it was pretty clear that he wasn't really going to play at all this season. But a good guy who I thought was going to fit in perfect as a GA, if that's the route he wants to go. He looked just like a GA last year uh, over there in the sidelines when he was uh, rehabbing from his knee injury. Unfortunate because he was a guy, Sean, that Liam Cohen seemed to really like last spring. Yeah, he, he did. And you, then you had the injury there that, that derailed that. It was kind of – we kept looking at him and wondering, you know, where he was going to fit in and stuff with the offense. And then you, you had the reports in spring that Liam really liked him and the injury uh, threw that off track. But, yeah, a really good guy that made a huge commitment to the program. Like, mm-hmm. I still remember – it was, was it him that caught the touchdown pass from Lynn Bowden in the yeah. Arkansas game? Yeah. 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 So, I, I, that's the highlight that stands out to me about his time at Kentucky. But, uh, yeah, a, a guy that stayed at Kentucky a very long time, threw a lot, 
ups and downs, uh, an offense that didn't throw the ball very much. I uh, look poised to to be in that rotation at wide receiver last year and then the injury and then uh, wishing well for sure. No question. Also had offensive lineman R.J. Adams, who uh, unfortunately for him, he was caught up last fall in the uh, arrest that all happened. Um, a couple of those guys now are out of decided to transfer. Um, yeah. Who else was involved in that? I'm blanking. Uh, trying to oh. think. I know. Or maybe he's the first. Maybe he's the only one who's left. I can't remember all those guys. I know Joe Williams. Yeah, I know Vito. Joe Williams was in there. Vito. McLean. McLean. That's McLean a lot, really. Uh, he would have had a pretty big year last year. But he had there, there were six guys, right? Yeah, there were six. There. Okay. Oh, Ernest Sanders. That's what I was thinking of. He's That's awesome. Right. And, he, and he did hit the portal, yeah, this yeah. week. So Sanders, Adams, two guys. Uh, Adams is interesting. This was a guy who was a former Penn State commitment uh, at the time. Was viewed uh, he committed right before signing day. He was viewed as a, as a pretty significant commitment for Kentucky, but didn't quite. He wasn't able to to break in. I have no idea why. Offensive linemen, it can take a long time to develop those guys. I mean, you have guys who are there for three years, you don't hear much about them, and the next thing you know, they're starting. But it didn't seem like he was going to be in the two deep at any position. Uh, I think he was playing some center this fall, but he's decided to leave. And then in the secondary, a guy that we hadn't really heard anything about since the time that he committed, had been on campus, but Ricky Hyatt, he was a safety who's decided to move on. I think he's likely to end up in the MAC somewhere um, and, and could be a very good player there. But uh, I want to say Kentucky's down to around 81 scholarships. Uh, of course, you have 85 guys um, you can have on the roster. And I don't know that Smith, Smith might have added to that. I, need, I don't have my chart pulled up in front of me. Um, but as it is, Sean, if they need to add some more guys, they can. And yeah. I think the secondary at this point might be the last place, unless you get into some kind of situation that I, that I don't foresee, but I suppose it's possible that a guy at a, at a position who has some kind of connection to Kentucky and wants to come here, I guess you would find a way to make it work if he's talented enough, but don't see that really being the case right now, but. We're about to go into the summer here, Sean, with what I think projects to be a, a, another roster at Kentucky that should have a chance to win a lot of football games. They're they're showing up in a lot of these way too early rankings too. Yeah. Regardless of which outlet or network you're looking at, I mean they're showing up in that range of 17 to 22. Or and uh, I think I'm not sure how I how I've seen them. I maybe 17 might have been the highest somewhere through 17, 18. But yeah, it's a talented roster. Uh, you mentioned, you know, possibility that they add other pieces. If, if, if I'm right, wasn't Dare at a July edition? Was that when he, yeah, he transferred to Kentucky? Mm -hmm. So you could you can see something like that possibly play itself out. I mean, you have the attrition following the bowl season, and then guys do go through spring practice, and then there's more attrition when it comes to your roster. Uh, so, so maybe this stuff isn't finished yet, and uh, there's some other pieces out there that they'll take a look at. Uh, and you just never know, like recruiting never stops, whether it be high school, whether it be the transfer portal, it just never ends. And, uh, but yeah, that's a very talented roster with those guys that, that we've talked about. And when you look at it top to bottom 81, or if it is 82, like that's a very talented roster that should win a lot of football games this year. Yeah. And May 1st is the date to watch. It's the last day um, to go into the portal and have eligibility for next season. Of course, the SEC deadlines passed. Um, so it would take a waiver to, any anybody who wanted to leave an SEC school and go to another SEC school, yeah, I don't think you're really going to see that. Um, but in general, for what I mean is that there are probably going to be more people from this Kentucky roster who 
hit the deadline before next uh, May 1st is next Sunday. So um, that's something to watch, but Sean safe travels down there. Looking forward to hearing all your reaction from the Adidas circuit down there. I'm just seeing things on Twitter as I scroll here and talk. I mean, it's the who's who of the coaching staffs down there. You got Cal, John Shire, Bruce Pearl, all those folks down there uh, where you're heading, I believe, or, or these guys at the Nike event. I don't want to misspeak. Uh, I'm not sure. Nike, actually. <laughs> there, there's a lot of national media guys down here too this weekend. I know Ben Cardi was down. I'm pretty sure he's down here to Adidas. Travis Branham down here to Adidas. So, want to catch up with some of those guys too, Derek. Probably get a yeah. couple of guest episodes here over the next week or two. I want to talk to Ben Cardi about his ESPN rankings and why Casey Wallace is number 20 and you know Livingston number 12. I think that would be good content for the show. Uh, definitely want to get Travis Brenham on the show because of the Shade and Sharp saga and everything that's been going on there. So be looking for some guest episodes. And then I say you and I will probably on Monday talk about Cal's radio interview yesterday because he <laughs> talked a lot about some topics that I know we want to hit on. Primarily the roster and who all he kind of expects back. He, he, he all but confirmed a lot of names. And then he obviously left a couple out. So <clears throat> we'll get into all that next week. Absolutely. Uh, this show is brought to you by the Butcher's Pub. Three locations, London, Williamsburg, and Pineville. Get out and see those guys this weekend. Also on the Blue Wire Sports Network. Been with those guys for over a year now. I don't. We didn't make an announcement on it, Sean, but we re-upped with them last month um, for another year. So, yeah. unless you mentioned it and I missed it. I don't know if you did or no. not. But. <laughs> yeah, they're uh, still under under contract with them through March of 2023. Like, we, we liked our partnership with them and – had a lot of fun. It's a network that continues to grow. I just now noticed that they they signed a deal with Coors Light. I don't know if you saw that in your yes. email yesterday. So uh, it's a it's a growing company that seems to be doing very well for itself. They have that studio out there in Vegas that I'm hoping at some point I get to see. But yeah, we're just stay locked in with us here, and uh, we'll take you through it all the spring and into the summer. Yep, a lot of content coming next week. But for today, that's it. I'm Derek Terry. He's Sean Smith. We'll catch you next time on Kentucky Daily. <laughs>